The blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We're two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love this stuff, you love this stuff, and Seinfeld, baby! I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And in today's episode, we've got The Trip Part 2, Season 4, Episode 2. It aired on August 19th. 1992 but before we go into the synopsis just wanted to let a little reminder for everybody out there in case you are curious about where our season one season two little older episodes have gone well sir or ma'am whoever you are out there listening to the podcast they're now on our patreon feed that's right you can find our complete archive of episodes at patreon.com slash cartwright that's patreon.com slash cartwright cartwright <laughs> right well how about, Mr. Core, you give us the scene breakdown of The Trip Part 2? Yes, sir. The Trip Part 2. Jerry and George discover that Kramer is suspected as the serial killer known as the Smog Strangler. That's it. That's the fucking... <laughs> that's all they <laughs> that's, have. That's it? It's one sentence. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, then how about we break that down before we get into anything? So, we start off not with... A stand-up bit. We actually start up with a last week on Seinfeld with a little VO from Jerry that says last week on Seinfeld, um, which just watching the episode before and then watching this montage, that was a horribly edited montage to tell the story of uh, of, of everything that ha- of what happened last episode. Oh, good point. I mean, I actually didn't even pay attention because I was like, last week, well, I just watched it, so why do I care? <laughs> yes, well, I'm an editor, and I, you know that mind, I get to it, and there are ve- just specific story beats that that's all they needed, but they almost added in like a line from every single scene that they had that was completely unnecessary. There's totally stuff in there that was just like, we're not getting payback on this shit. Why did you set it up in the you know opening previously on there right. was no reason to have it like it went on way too long it didn't really hit just the story points that it needed to or just like the bits that would have paid back you know just like a couple it had a couple of like the one of those which was the the tuck um but everything else like there's so much of there that was so unnecessary and it was just poorly edited and i just want to be like damn it if i was around in the fucking 90s as an editor I could have told that story much better. I could have told a lot of these stories much better. <laughs> it's it's almost as if the editor didn't like the first episode either. <laughs> Maybe. And he's just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to cut in one scene or one little clip from each scene, and that'll be that because I don't give a fuck. That could yeah. be it then. That could be it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after that, we do get into a stand-up bit. This one about the Chuck Outline guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, there's a... There's many jobs, uh, uh, you know, within the police, but it seems to me that the chalk outline guy is one of the better jobs you can get. He's like, it's not too dangerous. The criminals are long gone. It seems like a seems like a good one. He's like, I don't know, you know, who they are. He's like, I guess they're people that wanted to be a sketch artist but couldn't draw too well. 
He's like, okay, that's funny. He's like, listen, Johnson, forget the sketches. He's like, if we left the body, he's like, if we left the dead body, can you just manage to trace around it? He's like, how does that even help solve the crime? He's like, and then he starts doing some actual physical stuff. He's like, okay, if the man's arm was like this when he hit the pavement, he's kind of like pointing over. He's like, that means the killer must have been, and he slowly points, Jim. And that's how it ended. And yeah, not the strongest. Not, not the, strongest. the strongest. Although, like, I like the part about, like, I like where it started. I like yes. the, the concept of what where he was going with. It's yeah. where, it's how it finished that I didn't think it was that strong. Well, I mean, they, yeah, he started it off as like, uh, you know, oh, he's he's a wanted to be a sketch artist who couldn't really draw. And I thought he was going to go deeper down that rabbit hole yeah. and just kind of rip on the guy for being a shitty drawer. But then he kind of veered off and went a different direction. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I think that was a missed opportunity. It could have been mm-hmm. a better stand-up. Yep. So, all right. Uh, because, obviously, we're much better stand-up people than Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's so much easier to critis- fucking criticize than it is to actually do it. God, yeah. you're so right. My From God. From our goddamn throne and high horse that we have in our... <laughs> A bunch little... of fucking assholes with our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jerry, your fucking stand-up sucks. We got a podcast. Oh, my God. You're right, dude. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, in in a car, uh, George and Jerry, they're freaking out because they had just found out that Kramer is um, uh, a potential suspect for this smog strangler case. Um, George kind of goes on and off about how he's hungry and he's whining, stuff like that. Uh, something that kind of comes back, but it's really... Not in a comedic way, nothing necessary. Um, the they tu- stop the, by the, the tuna sandwich, basically, like because uh, they talk about the tuna sandwich bullshit. No, I think it's the Milano's is where it kind of comes back. Oh, 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 really? Okay, because I was he was talking about wanting the tuna sandwich, and at the end of the episode, he's eating that. It, you know what? Doesn't even matter. Not even that Maybe. good. It's not even that good of a fucking callback. Who gives a shit? Well, because okay. we couldn't tell. It's hard. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to know it's a callback, I, mm-hmm. and, we, and we're fighting over what's the callback. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, buddy, we're, we're five minutes in and we're already off the rails. <laughs> well, if any, all right. So if people listen to our last episode, they, know. they like, let's do our own little previously on, okay? Yeah. Previously on Cotwright, a Seinfeld podcast, <laughs> we just gave our worst review of all time and we ranted. Like, we gave a full, long ass rant about how we were not a fan of part one of the trip. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> Although, you know, if you're somehow watched, listening to this before that, we did say that we went in with an open mind, hoping that it would be better than we remembered it to be. But yep. it, in fact, turned out to be worse, which is always the worst yes. case scenario. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So George and Jerry stopped by a, pay, a payphone. They make a little off-the-cuff joke about a payphone in L.A.? Wow, that's the luck. And I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, one granted that doesn't stick now, obviously, because payphones are nowhere to be seen. Um, but I guess I guess they were making a joke that payphones are all around New York, but they're not really in L.A. Because because uh, L.A. is so sparse and spread out. Yeah, basically, could be. Could be. Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, yeah, I can't attest to that, but I will say that uh, clearly they are filming around uh, Studio City. This entire these two episodes yes. are, is all Studio City. All oh, even, yeah. They actually even give the address of the payphone, which is they on do. Ventura they say Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Even before they were driving, and I was just like, man, this looks a lot like Ventura. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I wrote exactly down, what I wrote down. This looks like Ventura Boulevard, and then they say it's one two one four five Ventura yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> So that's the little things that, you know, there you go. There's a couple little things that we can pick up on these episodes that other people who haven't lived in L.A. 
And then you, you, I mean, you particularly lived pretty close to Studio City. You were in like the NoHo area. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you were not far. You were really close. I was um, like Van Nuys, Northridge, so I was a little bit farther away. But I mean, we were both Valley guys, so yeah. So we yeah. were around there. Yeah, and and just so you all know, when people say Valley, it's the San Fernando Valley is very, very big. So like, even yeah. though Adam would be technically living in the Valley, and I'm in North Hollywood, like he was like still like 20 minutes away. Like it mm-hmm. would it would still be a distance. But yeah, yeah. And so then, I, uh, I I lived in North Ridge, but I worked in Burbank, yeah. and it took me 40 minutes to get to work every day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my wife Myra used to work at the uh, the Studio City Trader Joe's before she went to yeah. uh, the Toluca Lake Trader Trader Joe's. Which which is pretty much right next door to uh, what is that? Warner Brothers? Is that Warner Brothers in Burbank uh, right there? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. It's, yeah, right next to uh, Warner Brothers is, is uh, and that used to be the Trader Joe's that I would shop at. Would be the Toluca Lake one. And dude, I saw so I saw Newman there. I saw Wayne oh, Knight nice. there one time. Wayne Knight. I, yeah, I saw. Um, you know, wait, I'm going to give it a second yeah. there because you always talk about oh Townsend University, this Townsend University, yeah. that. Wayne Knight is a graduate of University of Georgia, just like me, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's awesome. And, of course, I was about to go say something to him, but someone went up right before me and, like, said – and he seemed nice. Like, like I'm – you know, I didn't approach him, but it seemed like the interaction was nice, but I was like, "Uh, I'm not going to do it to him again. You know, like, the man just wants to get his food. But um, I also saw uh, Buster from uh, Arrested Development there. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. um, uh, Tony Hale. Yeah, Tony Hale. Yep, I saw him him it was we did one of those uh we'd lock eyes and you know he, but he was like he was wearing a hat and kind of like had a beard so i was like i saw him yeah. and i was like ah and i you know and i just you know did the like sort of like nod like i know he's like mm-hmm. i know that you know you know and then that was it you know yeah i always think you know i don't i a i don't never really know what to say to a celebrity because one i, I don't like small talk and all i mm-hmm. want to say is like oh i like you but like what the fuck did like why would they care so i never yeah. ever go up to celebrities like i never did yeah. I, I just never wanted to oh I, I i i don't really i saw plenty in the wild i didn't really yeah i didn't really talk to him yeah after a while all you're just much. sort of like oh it's that guy yeah it's that character actor yeah mm-hmm. cool awesome and i and i even remember one time though when i was in uh trader joe's line some guy this like you know c-level celebrity actor talking to me in, in line we actually had a little conversation going and then i went home to kind of figure out who the fuck he was it took me like two days mm-hmm. because he was just <laughs> that guy you know and i'm like what the fuck like was he on law and order but then you try to imdb mm-hmm. law and order and there's a you know a gazillion people yeah but uh but yeah man they're just was, fucking... was this the guy that got you kicked out of that bar that one time no 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 that was that guy was from uh what three o'clock high um he was the bad guy in three o'clock high but he was also in like black hawk down uh i forgot what his name yeah. was yeah was it was richard was it richard tyson Rich, yeah there you go Richard Tyson. Yep, yeah. he almost got me fucking yeah. kicked out of fucking uh, that the bar in Santa Monica yeah, because Santa Monica, he was yeah. drunk at like fucking noon, throwing coasters at the bar- the hot bartender, you know. And he would just like post it up next to me, and so like when he gets kicked out, she's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't fucking know this yeah. asshole. <laughs> the very first movie I worked on in L.A. Was uh, oh, Richard Tyson was in it? Okay, so I thought that was funny. That's our, yeah. there's our little tie. Yeah, there's our little tie together. All right, let's not let's not talk about all the different people that we fucking met and all that kind of shit. That's no one gives a shit about that. No one uh, does because it n- sucks. Fuck no. LA, man. But they care about Seinfeld. So let's talk about Seinfeld. So they stop at this payphone. Yeah, they said they said the address of where it is. Um, I do like Jerry's hesitance about calling nine one one. You know, he wants to get like a coin and and call the police, but George's like, just call nine one. And I'm I'm totally with Jerry on this like yeah. i this doesn't to me it's like i don't even know if this feels like a, an emergency you know mm-hmm. it's, it's emergency is a very specific blood is involved or some <laughs> kind of imminent death and jerry's like i don't know if i should but like 
totally valid use of it. Yeah. But. Well, yeah. I mean, even, I mean, George makes sense. He's like, your friend's being accused of being a serial killer. I yeah. think it's an emergency. But I love when Jerry finally does call and 911 picks up. He's like, hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I also like that he uses uh, George's name instead. Yes, yes. Just kind of, <laughs> kind of a funny thing. Uh, and a scene that I always appreciate just a little throwaway line but i always found it funny is you know the 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 operators trying to find out okay where are you at we'll get someone to pick you up and like oh where are we where are we they ask a guy where are we and a guy just fucking just just a little asshole comment earth and he keeps walking and i fucking love that line and because i feel like that's something i would have said to somebody you know what i mean like as as an asshole because i was like fuck you earth (laughs) but i love i actually like the other lady where you know george finds a lady and he's like he's like you know where are we and she's like i don't know and he's like how do you not know what street you're on she's like you don't know what street you're on dude i had an almost exact similar experience to this i was down near the la brea tar pits um and i lived up in the valley i mean i know all that area and this one lady obvious tourist was like how do you get to whatever and i'm like I don't know. And, and she's like, well, how do you not know? And I'm just like, how do you fuck? not know? <laughs> exactly. I was like, because I use fucking, I didn't say it, but in my head, I'm like, because I use fucking Google. Like, just use the goddamn phone, bitch. Like, don't you dare, like, ask me, where am I supposed to know where this is? Like, I don't, don't live here. Dare. I love exactly. that. Like, don't you dare. How dare you talk to me? <laughs> well, it was, I mean, I, who the fuck can't just use their fucking smartphone? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's silly in this day and age. We all have smartphones. And we all have an app. We all have a, a Google Maps on our fucking phone today. That's yeah. it. And I'm sorry that I didn't know where to go from the tar pits to wherever the fuck you wanted to go. I'm so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, she was probably asking, like, how do I get to the Hollywood sign from here? I don't know. It's like, you know, there's like a gazillion different ways. Fucking yeah. look it up on Google. I don't know. Yeah. It's Call really an stupid. Uber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah. So Welcome on... to L.A., bitch. <laughs> Uh, some other like little LA things that they talk about where, you know, Jerry's trying to get like some directions and he's like, you know, they, he's, he's spouting out some like LA highways. Uh, he's like, Oh, do you know where the, the one one is? No. Uh, the one seventy nope. et cetera, stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, nope. I know those. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah every single oh. one of them. What? One thirty four. Nope. One seventy. Yep. Nope. Yeah. One Oh one. Nope. <laughs> yep. No, all of that. So, um, all right. And then this, uh, cop car comes and picks them up. Well, uh, I, I, I love how I love how the cop car. First off, he just they're already right there, and yeah. and and so like I love how Jerry and George are like having this exchange while the fucking cop is like watching them, like waiting for them, yeah. and he's like, "Which one of you, George Costanza?" And he, they both point at each yeah, other. Each I other. thought that was great. Yeah, but that is funny. You do know who the cop is, right? Mm, some cop. Oh, buddy. He is uh, season five, episode four. He's going to come back as Jake Jarmel. Oh, Jake Jarmel. That's him. That's oh. the, he's the he's not the driver. Well, he's not the African American cop. He's, he's the other. Cop. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. So All he's, right. he's one that... of the one of the few actors who have have done multiple yeah, done multiple uh, characters, okay. multiple multiple duties in in Seinfeld. Ah, I, I totally missed that. That's great. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the, all I got. Isn't, it, isn't Jake Darmel? It's one of like Elaine's guys, right? Yeah, the one with the glasses yeah. or something, right? That was yeah, the whole yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. So I do like in the cop car, in the back of the cop car, George and Jerry kind of revert to being kids 
in the back of a cop car and they're just like they want to play with shit um and be silly little like you know old school best friends yeah. you know they flip the siren shit like that i always liked jerry's line he flips the siren after they after george already did it the cops annoyed he's like oh fine and he has scared the hell out of that guy i always <laughs> i always enjoyed that yeah this whole chunk starting with the payphone and sort of ending mm-hmm. you know with with them getting out of the car with clint howard and everything like this whole chunk is my favorite part of the two episodes like of yeah. part one and part two and it's just because i love it when jerry and george act like kids that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite things about seinfeld is that these are two grown men child you know and this this scene with them in the back of the cop car just exemplifies their yep. childlike wonder <laughs> that they have you know in in this world of theirs but um i love it and i think also too this so far this episode versus the first episode it's more like the humor is more conversational it's more mm-hmm. like a like a back and forth the whole stuff about LA the streets yada 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 yep. like do you know where you are well i don't know what street you, you know that like it's all conversational comedy and i think that's what really hurt the first episode the first part of this whereas here it it didn't have that much stuff in the first one of conversational comedy mm-hmm. they, i think they went more for like heavy like a uh, body comedy with Crane yeah. stuff and it was a lot of just like set up to get to sort of this part yeah fair enough I, I would agree with that i would agree with that i don't think this is a far cry better than the first episode but it is uh definitely better yeah so. yeah it is definitely better <laughs> okay. it, i i do and yeah it is definitely better so I, I, I want to call out that uh, George and Jerry talk about, like, the shotgun. Oh, it's a, it's a really clean, shiny shotgun. Uh, they comment on it being a 12-gauge, um, which they obviously don't know anything about shotguns uh, or guns in general because George says, oh, yeah, that's my favorite gauge. You know, it makes the 11-gauge look like a cap pistol, which <laughs> I find is, it's that's humorous. A little joke that I probably wouldn't have gotten when I was younger, but now that I know a little bit more about shotguns um, – is that it's it's particularly funny because an 11 gauge which isn't a thing uh would actually be a bigger shotgun than a 12 gauge it wouldn't be a smaller thing you know just cuz it's the higher number you know with tubing and with needles the smaller number is actually the bigger hole okay in that's the thing she, that, so like, that's what she said yeah <laughs> So, uh, so the two most known gauges for shotguns are, the two, are the, a 20 gauge and a 12 gauge. The 12 gauge is the bigger gauge. It's the bigger shotgun. It, hit, it fits more gunpowder in its bullets, et cetera, things like that. So it gets the bigger kick. It is the bigger gun. Um, and so if you had an 11 gauge, it would actually be a slightly bigger hole and a bigger uh, uh, shell that you could fit with more gunpowder. It would be a bigger gun, a bigger shot than the 12 gauge. So I just, it's just funny that they don't they, – and it's – they're obviously saying this kind of stuff knowing they don't know shit about it. And they, you can tell – even if you don't know anything about guns, you can tell they don't know anything about guns. But now that I know just a little bit more, it's – that joke did – it was a little bit funnier because it was just like, oh, wow, they really don't know shit. Yeah, the only part of that joke that I enjoyed was Jerry going, oh, the 12 gauge, that's the most popular gauge. <laughs> yeah, which it is, a uh, 12 yeah. gauge, very popular, and it's, it's good shotgun, the, the shells are cheap because it's so fucking popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I just, within the last year, learned what the difference is between buckshot and birdshot. Yeah, it, I mean, they're just the different size of the balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is not the Office podcast. This is Cartwright yeah. the Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or the Shotgun podcast. Yeah, right. Time. The, yeah. The, the Gage podcast. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the cops see a possible 519. 519? 
519. Uh, and they pull over to check it out. And one of the cops, he puts this bag of Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies on the dash. No idea why. It's kind of weird. But then George makes a comment of, oh, is that a bag of Pepperidge Farms? And, and Jerry's like, do they eat? Do cops eat those out here? And he's like, okay, guess so. Kind of maybe making a joke about L.A. cops or just L.A. people in general, that they're a little bit softer than New York people, maybe. maybe. Um, but here George is like, oh, I think I want to get one of those. And I, th- you know, I think this is the not payoff because it's not funny, but he is still hungry, so he wants right. to try and get him. But they grab this car thief and they put him in the back. And who is it? Everybody knows who this is. Fuck yes, Clint Howard, baby. Uh. Man, love it. I love me some Clint Howard, dude. He's always awesome. And if you, I guess, live under a rock and you don't know who he is, he is the brother, the little brother, I believe, of, or maybe mm-hmm. actually he might be the older brother, of Ron Howard, famous, you know, uh, uh, movie director Ron Howard, also the person uh, that does the all the um, narration in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he, he is... Not even he's in every single like Ron Howard movie um, as a character, but he, in just in general, he is probably one of the all time great character actors in my opinion because he just shows up in so many things. Yeah, and you're just like, oh fuck, Clint Howard, you make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he he's been him and his brother have been like actors since they were a kid. Uh, Clint mm-hmm. Howard's like first role was when he was like a baby, and he played on Star Trek as like this. He looked like a baby, but then he like had a super intelligent mind, so and he talked mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, that was him as like you can look, like look up Clint Howard Star Trek, yeah. and you'll he like was like two years old, old or something. Yeah, was, no, it was they insane. both. Yeah. They both were like those really, yeah, really young into Hollywood. So yep. makes sense. All right. Um, they kind of have a funny back and forth conversation with the thief guy. I do like he makes fun of Jerry's tipping, uh, you know, basically calling him a, you know, a stiff. Um, well, for hold on. It was George, not Jerry. So let's not throw Jerry under the bus. George no, the no, one no. Said, no, 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 no. Jerry is the one who says, no, you tip one to two dollars. Oh, uh, I thought George um, said that. a day. No, it was Jerry. Okay, okay, okay. Because because Jerry tries to defend himself by saying, "I read it in Ann Landers." Oh, that's right. And then yeah, and he Clint was like, says, "Ann Landers sucks." And I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Yeah, that's yeah. right." And by the way, Ann Landers—that's uh, probably another reference that's very old. <laughs> yes, yeah, it totally is. And I didn't even check it out, but like, I mean, Ann Landers like advice she, column stuff. Yeah, she was like, yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, advice column syndicated. So I think it was all over the nation. Like, yes, New York Times even, would have it, and L.A. Times would have it. She yes, think like, yeah. like Dear Abby is another famous kind of thing like yeah. that. But I think Dear Abby typically did like relationship advice. Um, and, and essentially think, all these people were just uh, Dr. Drew uh, way yeah. before Dr. Drew, you know, yeah. like, you know, just people giving advice, essentially, which is what exactly. I guess everyone does on Instagram now. You know, <laughs> she, <Yeah. laughs> she, Ann Landers was an influencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's exactly it. Uh, all right. So the cops get a call about the smog strangler being in the area um, and, you know, they're going to go pick him up and and. George and Jerry are there, and they 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 kind of sneak out of the cop car, which no cops, uh, they don't roll windows down in the back, so there would be no way that George or Jerry would be able to get the handle. Whatever, he opens up the door, and they get out. I don't think their their windows roll. Down well, wait in the a minute, back. that's funny because doubly so at the beginning of this scene george says to jerry hey buddy roll the window down jerry goes to to do it and he goes ah like because so george knew and he like i got you yeah. type of thing. and then they do the whole like hey punch each other sort of thing like uh-huh. i love it you know i i loved all that but 
it's funny. You're right. And just within like three minutes, they've already had like a fuck up here yeah. because because Jerry's window is partially down. Now, I don't yeah, know. Both, maybe, both maybe sides can, are down. Yeah. They even so, they, uh, the Clint Howard side was down, too, yeah. I noticed. And so it's like they wouldn't they cops don't do that. And I think their windows literally don't go down because you don't do yeah. that with a fucking person in the back. Exactly. You don't. And you also don't normally once you've apprehended somebody, you don't normally, I think, like are still like. Like, you're not still doing other things. Like, there's so many yeah. cops in L.A. Yeah. that, like, this one patrol car could still, like, go down to the station and, you know, turn in Clint Howard mm-hmm. and still have enough people out there to do things, you know? Yeah. It's – honestly, bro, it's really weird now living in Eugene, Oregon. And the – I've been here for, I'd say, what, six or seven months now, um, and I have seen a total – of five cops the entire time that I'm here. So, wow. like, coming from L.A., it's so – that is so weird, dude. Yeah. I see more cops, but that's only because I work for the government. And mm-hmm. uh, City Hall is – I work at City Hall. I sit uh, – right next door to us is the cop place. And I actually – I do videos for the government. And so I work with them. The police chief knows my name. Yeah, the fire cool. chief. The fire chief knows my name. Uh, the mayor knows my name. Most dude, of the city council knows my name. So dude, you're like, like a you're like a mover and shaker down in Lagrange, uh, man. I don't know if I'd say that, but it is it is funny. I was having dinner with my wife Keisha, and we were getting uh, just like some some Chinese uh, or Japanese, just some like fried rice for dinner or whatever. We were at the place or maybe it was for lunch and uh, the police chief was there and he just looked over and came over and was like, oh, hey, Adam. And I was just like, oh, hey, chief, how's it going? And she was like, oh, shit, I'm at a place where my husband knows the police chief. And it's like, yeah, I was feeling pretty big that day. <laughs> Bro, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty fucking cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. You're like, uh, you're like, right, that is pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm pretty awesome. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, that's kind of like, that makes me think of Jerry when, when he's like, you're right. Like, well, I think it was the Babu Bot thing or something. I am oh, a good yeah. man. I am. <laughs> I am. Exactly. I am. A, yeah, I am a good man. A very good man. Uh, all right. So the cops, uh, you know, they get, they go over there to go to Kramer's place. And uh, when Kramer opens the door, there's just a fuck ton of people outside of his door. And you see, you know, he even recognizes Jerry and George and says, oh, hey, guys, um, with all these other cops. And I know you noticed him. You had to have noticed him. Larry David was there randomly on the right side of frame. Oh, I think I was pulling a U and I was taking a note. Uh, <laughs> I did not see him. That's hilarious. Good eye, buddy. Good eye. Yeah. Oh, he was just like, he's right up front, but on the far right. So, you okay. know, you're not, you're not, because they also, at the time, they're talking about, uh, you know, Jerry was like, oh, hey, Kramer, you know, that kind of thing. But like, there was Larry David. Like, oh, okay. Nice. Um, and because of the door that was left open, open by George earlier, uh, the car thief heads out. It's funny, ha ha ha, Clint Howard, the car, the 519 gets away. Yeah. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. What's up? 
What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs. And now, back to the show. George and Jerry, uh, they, they see Kramer in jail. They kind of talk to him through that, you know, phone in the glass thing. Um, you know, Kramer seems to think this is not going to be an issue and he's going to get wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. We missed a stand-up. That was before the... Uh, the Did we? Yeah. It was, I, I think did, it was, I, yeah, right in between those scenes. Uh, oh, I, I skipped the note for some reason. And and by the way, it's not a great stand up, okay. so I don't <laughs> I don't blame you, man. So let's just uh, let's just dive into it real quick and get it out of the yeah. way. He's like, I, he's like, uh, I can't believe that cops still have to read that whole. You have the right to remain oh, silent yes. speech. Okay. And yeah, I was like, yeah. first off, I was like, everyone knows it's called the Miranda rights. So why did you? Yeah. Why didn't you just say that? Yep. Um, he's like, to every criminal they arrest, he goes, is, is there anyone that doesn't know that by now? Can't you just go freeze? You're under arrest. He's like, you ever seen a Beretta? Yeah. Now get in the car. And like, that's it. And I'm like, okay, well, first off, it's called the Miranda, right? Mm -hmm. And second of all, like the the fact that the cops like read it to us is actually a big deal about our country versus like other countries. Like the fact that like we have like, you know, you're innocent before (laughs) guilty. Like it's, we're talking like a huge thing here and like, like what America is based on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Corey, Corey cares about that Constitution, baby. He's fighting for it <laughs> and I over Jerry's. And I'm not a political type of guy, but I was like, yeah. this. I was like, this standup was just stupid. Like, it yeah, should have just it, been it cut out completely. You didn't know, like, land. like, like it's it's almost to the point where the, the I get it when Jerry does things for a joke and it makes him sound stupid. But you you're like, okay, I get it, he's doing it for a joke. This whole bit just made him sound stupid. And yeah. if I were a producer, I would have said cut that bit you just sound mm. like a moron yeah <laughs> fair enough yeah fell on and that's i i didn't i completely even neglected it from my notes so and, it's and you know what good. this this episode probably would have been better without it. and by this yeah. episode i mean cart this episode of cartwright probably yeah. would have been better without it <laughs> <laughs> right uh so they talked to kramer in jail uh and you know he doesn't think it's going to be an issue i've always liked his fake dramatic thing that he does at the end where he goes back and he smacks on the glass like, help me, get me out of here. You know, because he's 
Do you think that's yeah. fake or do you think that's like real? Like, or like, was him pretending like everything was cool was the fake part? Uh, I've always interpreted it as he was kind of fucking with him that at the end, like he, that he was just kind of fucking with him. Like this is, Oh, Hey, this is a joke. I'll get out of here. Easy. I'm going to do this little thing for kicks at the end and just be like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Interesting. That's how I read it. No, no. And I read it the exact opposite, but Mm. I find it interesting because that means the joke, like humor is subjective, right? But I think you should always have like the, the, the punchline, like, everyone should be on the same page as to what the punchline is. It's just mm-hmm. whether or not you find the punchline funny or not. I think right here it just goes to show the writing is a little bit just off. These past two episodes, this episode and then part one, and you're just like, is what's the joke here? Is that the joke? Is it the other joke? It's yeah. just, I, I don't know, man. Because, you know what? It's ambiguous and not really in a good way. No, because yeah. I can totally see what you mean because I, when he, when he kind of, tucks when he heads out and he kind of goes to the cup oh one more thing and then he kind of goes back in um it, it's you can't tell that he is joking you really can't if he would have had some kind of line of like oh hey watch this and then he yeah, go, or yeah. something that you can kind of get from it but you're right it is kind of hard to tell that's just how i interpret it yeah yeah no and, and i i don't i'm not i'm not at all saying that you're wrong and i'm not oh, at no, all I'm, saying I, that i'm right i know i'm right <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah even when even when i think like a joke is supposed to be a uh, um Oh, God, what's the word? Uh, ambiguous. Jesus. Yeah. Um, even when a joke is supposed to be ambiguous, you still can tell that it's supposed to be ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just – this was just bad writing. Just bad writing right there. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, all right. We are in the interrogation room, and the detective asshole is being an asshole detective, um, you know, where he's just just berating Kramer. You know, he – Kramer doesn't even have a, like a lawyer right now. Now, which granted, that's Kramer's fault. You know, he should just say, you know, if you're ever in this kind of for any any anyone out there, if you are a serial killer or you are um, wrongly told, accused, wrongly <laughs> accused as a serial killer, shut up. Don't say a word other than I want my lawyer or I want a lawyer and get that in. Don't even like. Get into this situation where Kramer is in right now. And if you want a good lawyer, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna... <laughs> if you're in Atlanta, plug him, if baby. You're in, if you're in plug the state him. of Georgia, I'm going to plug him. I love my boy, Jody Sellers of the Sellers Law Firm. He's helped us. Uh, he's been an advertiser. He's done ad- ads for the Blast from Our Past. So I just going to give him a little freebie here because I love the man. Um, and if I was ever in a situation like this, I would be calling him. Well, I, I got to say, uh, Jody, if you're listening, um, even if I'm in Oregon and I get in trouble, I am calling you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I have no other options. You're the, you're it, pal. You're it. So, uh, but uh, the other detective, the guy that you like so much, his side guy, I mean. get, they get a phone call and I apparently... Love like, I complimented the guy's acting. In the <laughs> no, he's I your, like, he's your like, favorite. You, know you know, love him. You want to have sex with him. He's your favorite <laughs> man ever. I know. I was like, all I said was, I was like, you know what? He wasn't half bad. <laughs> so they get a call um, that kind of proves Kramer's innocence because someone else died. Yay. Um... Uh, and so they let Kramer go. Uh, the best part of that little scene is as Kramer walks out, he kind of turns to the guy and say, how do you know about the guy in the park? Um, because it, that was playing off of one of the rants that the guy was doing about, I guess, like some, you know, guy in a park 
diddled him or so, something like that. I can't remember what he, I, honestly, it wasn't diddling, but it was something. Oh, I didn't even, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it, when, when that detective that we both hate um, yep. is trying to break Kramer down, he said uh-huh. something about, like, yes. was it mad when your mommy didn't give you enough attention to yeah, that guy yeah. in the park, like, you know, showing yeah, something, something like, like that. And then I didn't even pick up on the fact that Kramer said, uh, how'd you know about that guy in the park? That That's actually good writing right there. Yes, that I would is. say is good writing, although I I missed it because like because you don't I, I hate the detective so much I don't care what the fuck he's talking about right I know, now I know I know I know that's that's why I was like fuck and also too because I thought it was kind of like a, a missed opportunity um with like he was breaking Kramer down to the point where Kramer was like crying and everything and then yeah. right when Kramer gets off the hook Kramer's like oh and then he's like springs back to normal I thought it would be funnier if they ushered him out the door just devastated and broken like that because I think yeah. the humor comes from the fact that when the cop thinks you're doing that you've done something bad he can be completely abusive to you but then all mm. of a sudden there's no apology now that you're that you're innocent there's no uh. apology and he just sends you off into the world after he's like broken your spirit and you're crying so i thought it would be funnier if kramer just like <gasps> like still crying yeah. as he's like leaving the room you know yeah i uh, actually i think that would have been stronger i would like that better thank you thank you so all right uh anyway they got out they do a l- i do not like i actually am not a fan at all of their little dance outside the the police mm. station, you know, because they got away and they got away because the killer, the murderer struck again and they do this little fucking thing. And I wouldn't have even commented it other than I didn't even write it down, but I'm just just thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I did not. I did not find that funny. It just it seemed it seemed very unseinfeld to me. I don't know why. Yeah, I I didn't. Yeah, yeah. didn't care about it whatsoever. It, it, not worth really much note. But uh, all right, so they're sitting up definitely in Griffith Park area. Well, well here's what I was gonna say when you were like, I, mm. I didn't. You're like, I didn't care for it, and I thought you were gonna say the um the crane shot, the minor crane shot that they do uh, in the next this scene right here. Yeah, it's basically like it kind of like starts low and it mm. kind of like cranes up just a little bit, just enough you know that they have a little bit of a budget to do it. <laughs> and but at the same time, you don't see a lot of camera movement in sitcoms. No. So that's why it was a little bit distracting at first, and also the fact that they're just so clearly up in Griffith Park, and, and yeah. you know, it's just, okay, We I'm just so sick of seeing fucking Griffith Park, man. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and they just talk about Kramer's next things or whatnot, and he's not sure. You know, he thinks he's going he's gonna to keep staying in, in L.A. and doing his thing. Yeah. Um, Jerry apologizes about the Keys incident, mm-hmm. which, again, is from two episodes back, season three, end of that um and uh george is semi humorously fixated on if he's eating a dill pickle or if it's a tarragon and they can't you know he can't decide uh, well he thinks it's a dill but jerry thinks it's a tarragon what's a tarragon i've never heard of a tarragon pickle <laughs> never not fucking once man i've heard of like a little gherkin i know a dill and i know a sweet pickle okay i, I, I don't even know what the hell any other pickle is named yeah right i just i assume all pickles are just pickles <laughs> yeah but so this is this is what i thought is the payoff for George, the whole conversation in the car earlier about uh, George saying, I wanted the, you know, the mm. tuna, the tuna sandwich, but it was too early because of the time difference, Jerry's like, you know, you can always get it. It doesn't, it's, it, I don't know. It was stupid. It, it was stupid. It, it didn't even have any payoff. So it was dumb. Right. The whole tarragon well, yeah, thing. You, you, yeah. 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 Um, we're at the hotel and Lupe apparently tucked and ha ha ha. George, uh, you know, is infuriated and he has to kick out and Jerry laughs. Uh, okay. I got two things for that. One, 
why were they in different beds than in the last episode where like so the bed that jerry was in here is the one that george was pointing to yes. for himself and yes. jerry you, you know what i mean so basically yeah they, they flip-flop beds they flip-flop beds so why a why would you do that but then i had to rewind this multiple times and i had to look it up online but jerry says to oh i didn't write it down i just fucking hold on oh here it is okay Jerry says when when he sees George having all that fits and everything, Jerry kind of wakes up and he goes, he goes, you know, it's so nice when it happens good. And then he falls back, falls back asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. that? I watched it with subtitles on, so it's exactly what he says. Okay. Then I so looked nice it up and I was like, is that a quote? Is that a reference to another uh-huh. movie? It's so good. It's so nice when it happens good. That that was his exact quote. I uh-huh. looked it up. It's not a reference to anything. Every uh-huh. t- and if you look that up, it just comes up with Seinfeld. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck is that line? You know, it's so nice when it happens good. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. I, I, I didn't even really notate it because I was just like, uh, okay, and just kind of you move on. But you're right. That would have been a perfect spot for a reference to an older movie or something like that or some kind of quip, but that doesn't make any damn sense. No. So, hey, uh, guys and gals, if you know if that is a reference, because like I said, the, the first page of Google was, if you if you put in that phrase, it's nothing but just Seinfeld. So, like, if you know what that's actually from, if it's something else, please let us know because I found that very perplexing, perplexing and I spent a lot more time re- looking into it than I, th- <laughs> I ever intended because I was like, yeah. what does this even fucking mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, we are now back in New York, and they are in Jerry's apartment. Uh, they talk about Lupe, and apparently George forgot to tip Lupe. Yeah. Ha, but, ha, ha. Well, it's funny because, like, they sit there and they talk for, like, a minute or two about this and that, and then George is like, so, or Jerry's like, so would you wind up tipping her? And it's like, oh, no, I forgot, like, because they're so fucking wrapped up in their shit, you know, that they forget yeah. the, the, the simple thing. Yeah. Do you tip uh, maids? I've never tipped once. I didn't know you were supposed to. (laughs) Yeah, I've done it, but only if I'm, like, staying at a hotel for, like, five days. Oh, okay. That's it. You know, I've never done it if, like, on a short thing. You know, Mm. maybe it was a thing back in the day, but, like, nowadays... You know, I don't fucking tip maids, really. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, guys. If that's right or wrong, please let us know because I tr- no one's ever no. This is literally the only time I've ever had a conversation about tipping a maid. I don't mm. know. I just assume they got paid. You know, yada yada yada. Yeah, no, they don't. They they get paid like a, a legit. Well, well, it's yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like waiters, right? Like they don't. Yeah, get paid, yeah, it's not like, like a two seventy five. Right. Yeah, it, they actually yeah. get paid the minimum wage. Um, but I could be wrong. I could totally be fucking this up for the past forty two years of my life. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's see. Kramer. Uh, all right, Kramer pops in all randomly. What the fuck just happened? He's just back. Um, you know, it obviously, some, obviously, Jerry apologizing about the keys meant something um, because you know, as he leaves, Jerry tosses him his spare setback, and then Kramer tosses him his massive spare setback. Um, it was almost played off as like a heartfelt moment. There was no, there was no laughter. There was no anything. It was just kind of like a, oh, this is kind of a, con- you know, like a conclusion to a heartfelt storyline. And it's just, I don't know. It felt weird to me. It it felt different, but yeah, I different. but I really liked it. At the I end, got it. yeah, I get, I got it. Yeah, um, I, I didn't love it but i i understood it because you know hell we've gone through this whole story <laughs> yeah no i know I, it's it was a little bit of a payoff that that i i enjoyed it wasn't you know the best thing ever or whatever um but i, I liked it if it, it 
not too many times does Seinfeld ever, you know, hey, no, no learning, no hugging. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but this was there. There's a few exceptions to those rules, and it did seem like you know this was one of those few times where you know Jerry actually, you know, he was mm-hmm. he was honest. He was like, I'm sorry about the keys, man. It was it was yeah. a nice moment. And then I I liked how Kramer grabs the you know throws his keys back, and we already mm-hmm. know based on the the finale of season three that those keys are huge. So that was yep. actually a nice little payoff for people who been paying attention so you know that those keys are crazy and then just finally i'll say that i use that animated gif a lot of of kramer giving the thumbs up as he's walking through as he's going through the doors the doors closing yeah so he he gets his hand out of the way perfectly it's it's perfect (laughs) and you know i mean like We've talked about it before. I knew, you know, obviously I know it's from Seinfeld. I didn't know exactly where it was. But I do find it funny when I see the gifts that I use, like, in the actual context of the show. Uh, Doubly so for The Office because Mm -hmm. I've been using, like, Jim Office reaction gifts for, like, Mm -hmm. years. But I only just watched The Office for realsies. Oh, interesting. So, so so many times that I actually saw what the gif reaction was. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, that's that's the gif I've been using the whole time. And I'm like, now I know what it means, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And we have a little newscast as they're watching TV that the car thief – uh, Clint Howard that they had met earlier is apparently the real smog strangler uh, and a little, you know, joke at the end who's apparently a generous tipper, <laughs> yeah. which is a payback on him making fun of Jerry's poor tipping from yes. earlier. Yeah. Oh. So we got like we got like, uh, I don't know, like three wrap up uh, in, in all the two episodes, you yeah. know, when there yep. was like eight more open threads. Um, yeah, man, that and, we talked about it in the wrap up of season three. Well, there was, well, we still, we still have a stand up. I know. I know. But we talked about a, a wrap up in season three. Like there was one episode in season three that just exemplified yes. perfect writing, how every thread got wrapped up. It was one up. of your favorite. It was, seasons. it was. So this is like the fucking opposite of that. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. And, I want to say about this stand-up, this has one of the weakest connections to a stand-up from the show of the entire, like, thing that we've ever... This, the, the connection is smog. Yeah. But smog wasn't really a thing in the entire show. Yeah. Uh, other than the smog strangler. And so it's just like, well, now we make a joke about smog. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not the strongest. Um, the thing about L.A. to me, that's kind of that kind of threw me off when... Uh, what does he say? He's, he had... Yeah, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> You know, I started to think, and I was like, yeah, and I'm not going to go down this thread. Uh, he's like, he's like, they have smog alerts out there. And he's like, they actually recommend that people stay indoors during these smog alerts. And that's what he finds to be weird. He's like, now maybe I'm way off, but don't you think that the air in the house is pretty much comes from the air in the city where the house is? He's like, why do they, why, why do they think uh, that we live in a jar with a couple of holes punched in the top of it? He's like, what, it, what the hell is going on out there? That I love because that's fucking mm. true. What the hell is going on out there? It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's very strange. He's like, do you realize it's it's a uh, it's now possible for parents to say to their children, "All right, kids, I want you in the house and getting some fresh air. Summer vacation, everyone indoors." And it's like I get where he was wrapping it up into. Like I get where mm-hmm. like what the payoff for that was, which I actually enjoy because you know we grew up in that time frame where parents were always telling their kids, "Go out and get some fresh air." And mm-hmm. it is funny because yeah, it's the same air that's on the outside, but whatever (laughs) (laughs) whatever i'm just happy these two episodes are over with man yes me too so i'll I'll start with my little final comments um 
this episode, in my opinion, is still quite weak. I did like it better than last week's episode, than the part one. Uh, not by a whole bunch, mind you. Now, talking about it with you, you know, that it did feel even better, but I'm not going to up my number that I gave it. I just still think it was overall pretty weak. I do love seeing Clint Howard, and that, that you know, definitely helped. Um, I'm glad that it wrapped up, and honestly, I'm probably just glad that it's done and we're yeah. back to normal. And so that kind of made me feel like a, oh, a nice little sigh at the end of the episode. Overall, a lot of the payoffs really didn't feel very well paid off, and um, we're never gonna we're never gonna know what happened to that crazy landlady. Uh, that's just kind of end of her storyline, and that's that, and all this a lot of other stuff. Uh, but just overall, I, I definitely think. This this whole L.A. trip is the worst storyline in Seinfeld to me, um, at least so far from what we've talked about. So I'm glad it's fucking over. This episode is better than the last one, but not by much, man. I gave it a 1.5 out of 5 tarragon pickles. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, bro, I, I'm i pretty much on board with you with, with that one. Um, I, the only thing I can really add to it is that you know, if you look at the keys and then these two episodes as like a mm-hmm. three-part sort of story that, you know, the first two parts that came before made this episode better, I guess, because yeah. you have pieces that kind of filled you in. But it's it's interesting that like a lot of the threads from the first episode didn't even pay off, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the first part, I should say, um, didn't pay off in part two. Uh, and if they did, we, we maybe we missed it or something, but it just was not that tight. And, and unlike The Boyfriend, it really did feel like two separate parts versus like one mm-hmm. sort of whole story, which I guess we know about The Boyfriend is that it was written as one whole mm-hmm. story that they broke into two parts. And that's probably why this one was actually aired on two different you know, days and, and it's aired on two yeah. different episodes on Hulu. But yeah, man, I enjoyed this one infinitely more than the first part <laughs> but but by infinitely like you're, you're going from like a, a one you know what i mean to like yeah. i mean i'll just say it this, this is just a two man like yeah this is yeah. still like probably it's the second lowest episode that i would give a uh, cart that we've done so far mm-hmm. and um but you know like a whole point is still a lot more fun than you know yes. a, a one and for this it was because of like what i said earlier the, i felt like this one had a lot more conversational humor and that's what Seinfeld is to me Seinfeld is not a lot of quick cuts a lot of different scenes a lot of funny little scenes here and there it's conversations it's it's you know callbacks it's it's Mm -hmm. you know tying up loose threads and stuff and it's you know this and that it's just like okay this just it felt so such an outlier and I'm with you man in the very last like 30 seconds minute left of the episode where they get back to Jerry's apartment I literally breathed a sigh of relief i was like oh god we're back in jerry's apartment i'm, I'm so yeah. happy and yeah like the lack of elaine in this episode mm-hmm. you know hurt it the fact that you know yeah. kramer's not like with them it's really just jerry and george doing their thing you know and mm-hmm. in the first episode you know it wasn't that great but at least in part two jerry and george have a lot more fun stuff to do i think in part two and they're mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. sillier and they're a little bit they, they're their whole immature thing which is what i always yeah. love um but that's real that's really all the highlight i can even give it like i can't give it anything else because man it doesn't deserve anything else it's it's yeah. it's a swing and a miss it really is they tried hard they i know they wanted it to be something and um yeah i'm with you buddy this is still 
my least favorite story arc in all of Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah. Well, that being said, I'm excited to see where season four goes from here mm-hmm. because there's it's only going up, baby. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I it, yes. It, it's only <laughs> gonna go up from fucking here. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mr. Corman. Where can everybody find you else out in the world of the internet? Yes, sir. You can find me out on uh, podcasting wise with my buddy Zach on podcasting after dark, talking about cult movies from the seventies, eighties, and early nineties. You can also find me talking to our buddy Tess about comic books every week, every Wednesday, in fact, you know, new comic day on ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And uh, we, we just recorded an episode with John. We're going to Adam's brother, John from the blast Mm -hmm. from our past. And we are going to be recording an episode with Adam uh, talking about Deadpool, I think at the end of the month, so mm-hmm. you'll uh, be able to check those out as well. And then uh, before Adam, you you tell us where we can find you. I'll just quickly mention uh, Friday Five and Talking Back on our network, the BFOPnetwork.com. Yes, uh, check out every single podcast, please, on BFOP. Even if you don't don't subscribe to all of them, check out listen to one episode. I, I can almost guarantee. Every single one of these podcasts are that good. They're going to hook you in. That's right, baby. Love this stuff. So if you're if you're not already listening to Blast From Our Past, you totally should because it's got a great host that you definitely love. And his name is Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother John's there, too. But um, <laughs> Corey also shows up every now and then uh, for a couple different shows and things like that. And ones that he is particularly passionate about. He always whenever we say, oh, hey, Corey, we're about to do this one. He's like, you're not doing it without me. You're not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, it's always good stuff over at BFOP uh, at Blast from Our Past. So check it out. Um, and, yeah. And, and, and we, I, we've I got an like upcoming. To, hmm. And yeah, I just want to really quick plug a personal favorite episode of mine. You guys just dropped your uh, 80s sitcom theme song uh, episode, kind of like your, yeah. your countdown episode. Top 10, yep. Yeah, top 10s. And dude, I loved it, although I will say that I fucking got the Charles in Charge song stuck in my uh, head. Uh, 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 <laughs> and, that's like, it's one of the worst ones, though. Charles in Charge sucks. I know, but for some reason, not gonna lie to you, like a, like a day or two later, I'm sitting on the can, taking a shit, and I'm like, <laughs> Charles in Charge. And I'm like, I'm like, why the fuck is that stuck in my head? And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, blast from a pass. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> it <laughs> we'll do it great yeah, episode. everybody please check out that episode check out all of our episodes we've got over a hundred of them out there uh so yes. there's plenty for you to listen to yes 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 and uh like we said earlier if you are new to cartwright a seinfeld podcast and you are wondering where season one and season two are if you're like listening on spotify or you know apple Podcasts and all that kind of shit the free feeds as we like to say um our our net our archive is all over at uh patreon Patreon.com slash Cartwright. And you can find every episode there for just $1 a month. That's it. One so, buck. One buck. So we appreciate all the support you guys give us. And, uh, you know, if you don't want to leave a buck, no problem. A-OK. If you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be huge, too. Because eh, it's it's not vanity. It's all about the algorithm. It's just it's just a way mm-hmm. for uh, us to kind of show up on searches and everything. So, yeah. um, But uh, we appreciate it. We, but, we'd love to. Support. Yep. If you love us enough, leave us a buck and uh, <laughs> a, a five star review. You know, we'll take your story. Even if you are caught up on Cartwright and you just want to support us, not to say, you know, I'm not trying to beg for money because that's certainly not it, but do know that all this stuff takes a lot of time, takes a lot of prep takes a lot of cost on our end um you know we both have multiple podcasts and we know how much time effort it is for both of them so 
Uh, if you guys support us and you want to keep us going and keep us, you know, motivated to give you guys great content every month, feel free to check on, check us out at patreon.com slash Cartwright. Um, we would freak, we freak out when anybody, you know, would get on, you know, we were really low on subscribers, so we, we just want to get it out there. So please support us. We want you. Yeah. We love you. It's funny. Cause it's like, you know, when you do this, you're sort of like yelling into the void. You're not really quite sure if anyone's listening. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it does feel good when you, when you find out that people are, um, you yes. know what else feels good? Having this two-parter out of the way, because it really oh. it really feels like season four is going to start next week to me. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. I'm, I'm excited. Yes. I'm so excited to start season four with episode three. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Me too. All right, guys. We will see you all in a week. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. <laughs>